0: I met my best friend, Anne, in 1985. And the Babysitter's Club kept her friendship alive. Then Emily was born in
1: 1988. And she said, thanks, Aunt Esme. These books are great. Now, now we're, we're all grown Welcome to Stuck in Stony Brook, a podcast about the Babysitter's Club. Today we're discussing book 52, Marianne Plus Too Many Babies. It looks like a weird DJ name or something.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's like a Prince song. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) It is like a Prince song.
2: Yeah, do you think that... Why did they go towards the arithmetic side of things? Is that like...
0: I remember being confused about this, even as a thirteen year old like <laughs> wondering mm-hmm. why it was like this. Just put "and yeah, um, I think the two is because it's partly because of the twins, right? It's a Ricky and Rose little pun, like because it's too many babies, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying it works. I'm not defending it. <laughs> I'm just trying to understand,
1: yeah. Esme's inter- an arithmetic title apologist.
2: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's fine when Prince does it.
2: It's true. So, I mean, I feel like, per usual, the title of the book is the one sentence summary, but we'll do them anyway. Um, I'll go first. Mine is Anna Martin tells us why we shouldn't have babies. Mm, very good. <laughs> Guess what mine's about?
0: <sighs> Compulsive heterosexuality.
1: Basically, but no, it's <laughs> shit talking Logan. Logan <laughs> is unsurprisingly ter- a terribly controlling egg father.
0: <laughs> I'm just very excited at the term egg father, and I feel like I want to use it in other contexts. We'll not find really a way. Sure. Yeah, we'll find a way. Okay, yeah. excellent. I had a suspicion that you both would would go zig or zag, so I tried to be a little more comprehensive. Mm-hmm. Um, although my first summary was just like, Wow. But I I went back and tried to make it a little bit worth it. Was it a
2: wow and the and the O oh was an egg?
0: Yeah. Oh, oh. too many okay. wows. Marianne wants a baby brother or sister and is surprised that babies are challenging. And then she and Logan write a sixty-plus page term paper about it.
2: Oh yeah, is that they're how like long mani- their Paper was <laughs> like their manifesto. Yeah, it's 30,
0: It's thirty-two pages, but it's single spaced. Oh yeah,
2: on his I word processor. Read that.
0: Yeah, his like brother word processor, which Esme and what? I both had. Yeah,
1: <laughs> is it a subsidiary of Sunbeam Toasters?
0: Uh might might be uh. a brother brother company.
1: Ah, uh, yikes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, wait, you guys. We should probably back up and tell you about the members of the podcast. I'm Esme Schaller. I'm an adolescent psychologist. I'm kind of bossy, but I have a big heart.
2: I'm Anna Chikawa, a freelance writer. I'm a mischievous pragmatist with a sweet tooth. And I'm Emily Crandall, a feminist scholar. I'm a total individual and I like health food.
1: If you want to learn more about us and how we know each other, check out our prologue episode. Also rate and review us. It really helps people find the podcast. If you have questions, comments, or commentary about anything BSC related, drop us a line at stuckinstonybrook at gmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash stuckinstonybrook.
0: Sorry, I forgot to add... New patrons. It's, it's just Ben and Eduardo. So you should thank Ben and Eduardo Kaufman Malaga.
2: Thanks, Ben. ben. Thanks, Eddie. we we'll have new patrons. <laughs> Thanks, friends. We know these people. That's why we're kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. Thanks so much for your support.
0: Pizza toast to you, Ben and Eddie. I guess. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> They're super special patrons, Emily. They joined at the super special level. Yeah. So oh, wow. That's alike. so nice. I know. It's
2: very nice. Very nice. Well, wow, that was so, so sincere. <laughs> I meant it. Okay. <laughs> I can't help it. I okay. just sound sarcastic. I forget. Yeah. That's just the way you sound. I forget. Yeah. yeah that's just the way I'm a total sounds. individual. <laughs> In this little outline, it says, Anne is supposed to summarize the book. Yeah. Do it. Do it. I mean, I honestly felt like this was a fever dream of a book because <laughs> it was more than any other. Babysitter's Cupbook in recent history I feel that we've read it's just like very like pointed like it doesn't really stray at all from like the main plot yeah there's no the B plot is just more babies are hard yeah it's too many babies
0: yeah And, and I guess the C plot is them trying to convince Sharon and Richard to have a baby and I like, like how barely both, it takes up yeah. two
1: lines of the know. whole
0: book. They do it a few different times, but I but I like how the whole time they're both like nope. Like like,
2: like uh we baby. don't know. We don't want another yeah. baby. Why would we hard, want another baby?
0: Hard pass. Hard pass, girls. Yeah. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah how yeah. old are they like? They're they're probably around 40 or close to 40.
0: Yeah, I think in one of the earlier books Dawn says her mom is 37. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's practically like a teen mom. But that was like in 2022 ago. Yes, yeah, 30 yeah. years ago. So, they're in this class in school called Modern Living.
0: Mhm.
2: Which I think is now a Magazine? Yeah, I think it's a magazine or like a store now.
1: <laughs> is it?
2: I think it's yeah. like an
1: architecture magazine. I
2: think it is. <laughs> okay. And the, you know, the assignment is they have to get pretend married and then they have to take care of an egg like it's a baby. So they all pair up, and there are some same-sex couplings in class, right? Yeah, Yeah, but But the teacher's like, I think if you don't decide who's the husband and who's the wife now, you're really
1: going
0: to regret it. Yeah. And also, like, all six of the boys are basically, like, shouting, no homo, no homo, no homo, like the whole chapter. They're, like, very stressed about it.
2: Wait, did it say no homo in the book?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can
1: you imagine? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Alan Gray's like, no
2: homo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Okay.
2: So then everyone gets very into their egg baby assignment. A little bit too much.
0: Well, I would say uh, some people have a little, di- Stacy's got a little distance. Like Stacy's a good student. So she's going to do it because she has to do it. But she's not like, oh, my egg. She's just, you know, like, I got to do this thing. Why does it have to be an egg? Because it's fragile. Mm-hmm. Ugh. <laughs> What would you rather it be? I don't know. A fake baby. Oh, I got some stuff about that when we get to my corner.
2: A fake baby.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, What
2: about like a peach? A peach bruises very easily.
0: (laughs) It's just going to get gross real fast. (laughs)
2: Like babies.
0: (laughs) Good one, Anne.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I really liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so basically, Logan and Marianne have a lot of issues taking care of the egg baby because Logan is a controlling egg father, and mm-hmm. uh, Marianne's kind of how would he describe her egg mothering?
0: I don't, I don't know. She, I don't. She seems fine to me. I just yeah. feel like Lo- Logan. She controlling.
1: seems overwhelmed. You know, it's that thing like she's being held to the standard of femininity, right? The expectation Mm -hmm. that she can juggle all her caregiving responsibilities really seamlessly without messing anything up. And then Logan gets to be judgmental and, you know, like harsh with her
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: when she struggles. She's not supposed to struggle.
2: You didn't get a babysitter? I mean, but also isn't this kind of accurate to like real life- (laughs) heterosexual parenting well ideally not yeah <laughs> but it's not
0: not what we're going for I mean unfortunately yes I think that <laughs> right. a, yeah I think it's typical think, of a pattern
2: exactly yes. and I think Anna yeah. Martin knows that and she's yeah. just like let me just play this up over here yeah,
1: yeah I like how no so not only is she trying to convince us to not have children she's also convincing us to not be straight <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah
2: I know
0: I love, I love. Women do it. not child
1: rear with men if yes. you're going to do, right. do
2: it at all.
0: Yeah. sort of <laughs> picture her on like a, like a throne with the colors of the lesbian flag, like in like draped around her. Yeah. <laughs> sort of just like. And she just has like
2: it. a lot of kittens and tubs <laughs> of ice cream around her enjoying yeah, her life like, and writing books.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like a this is what fathers are like <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah. and there's like a multi-screen like one of those like five by five tv setups of just multiple episodes of i love lucy playing constantly and she's oh my just God.
2: like yeah, it's like there's an i love I lucy tv there. a mary poppins tv <laughs> the parent trap tv <laughs> she's fun. like
0: Heads up, future breeders! I got some warnings for you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so I, I mean, pretty much, and then each babysitter does have their own egg baby, but they don't really talk about their experiences, except for Christy and Alan Gray. Mm-hmm. Alan Gray is a very involved, shockingly good co-parents. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. T- they're definitely the closest thing we see to equally shared parenting in this. In yeah, this
2: book, and Stacey's yeah. just kind of like, yeah, it's an egg. hey guys no thanks but the rest of the babysitters, we don't really hear from like claudia about her no
0: no not much and then in one of them they describe a babysitter's club meeting and they name everybody's egg except they don't mention dawn's egg at all um i noticed they like skip they're like yeah skip skip doesn't show up till later i was like in chapter eight i wrote where's dawn's baby
2: (laughs) so funny is there anything else to add to the summary there's so little plot
0: yeah, the project involves also, like, how much money do you need to have to mm-hmm. be married and live on your own? Like, they have to do, like, economics research as well. And
2: mm-hmm.
0: for some reason, an apartment in Stony Brook is very expensive in 1992.
1: Yeah, yeah I was like, $2,000 a month for rent? That's fucking stupid.
0: No, I was like, I lived in Manhattan for 1350 in 2004. So I feel yeah. like
2: <laughs> this is not this yeah. is weird. But also, didn't they find an apartment that was $800?
0: Yes. Later, they found another one.
2: But they said they didn't even make that much money in a year.
0: I mean, I don't think they were supposed to be talking as if they're just going to babysit occasionally to, like, ha- like shouldn't they have been, like, looking at want ads and seeing what jobs they could get and stuff? Like, I was like, I don't think you're supposed to base it on your current income, but whatever.
1: Yeah, that seemed kind of dumb. I just realized, like, another piece of evidence for ant hypothesis that this book is anna martin cautioning us against men and babies Mm
2: -hmm.
1: is uh in the pike chapter so there's one like good pike chapter where the pikes are really intrigued by the project and so they all like marry their each other Mm -hmm. and like adopt egg babies but at the end i can't remember if it's mal who says it or if it's just in the narration of the book but the chapter is like you know, the Pike kids can make anything fun, <laughs> like even something as unfun as marriage and babies.
0: <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. So good. You're absolutely right. I didn't think about that, but that's, yeah, very true. The other thing that this just, I know we already talked about the the boys, the extra boys in the class that had to pair up who did not, in fact, say no homo. But the other thing that it made me think of when the when the teacher made that weird comment about like, oh, well, you have to decide who's the husband, mm-hmm. who's the mm-hmm. wife right away. I have to tell this story about Gary's grandfather, Max, who um, is no longer with us. He was he was from Germany and um, he met several of our friends who are gay couples and also lesbian couples. And he's very open minded for a very old man from Germany, um, born in the teens. Um, but he would always ask, like after he met a lesbian couple or a gay couple, he would always say, oh, it's so nice. It's so nice that everyone is good with everything now and he's like but i just i have one question i have one question and gary and i would be like oh god what's gonna happen he was like how how do they decide who is the man and who is the woman like every time he asked (laughs) us multiple times and he just couldn't like conceive that actually it was, it's just something different, Max. It's not like, no so one is funny. No one is deciding, but it was just like this genuine curiosity. And he was mm-hmm. like, you know, very liberal and like, pro, you know, had a pro, you know, voted for, voted for gay marriage, like, like, you know, like didn't care, but also had a fundamental confusion about it. So that's what I kept thinking about in that chapter. <laughs> like, no, you have to decide immediately. So funny. Yeah,
2: but like, what does that even mean when you break exactly. it down? Exactly, it's like it's one person's like one person's helpful and one person's an asshole or something. Yeah,
0: like, I think that's what Max was saying. He's like the short straw and has to be the
2: woman. Exactly, who has yeah. to do all the
1: work and who gets to get exactly? Fed?
2: Yeah, <laughs> who's a person who gets to say we're out of dish soap? What do we do? Where did you hide
1: my keys? <laughs> um, <laughs> where did you put my socks that I took off of my own feet? <laughs> um, <laughs> this episode's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to do for, for my corner today, since we've talked so much about on this podcast already about like compulsory heterosexuality and like we talked really recently about sort of the figure of the child and repro normativity mm-hmm. and stuff. So I thought instead of like rehearsing those, you know, broader arguments, I would just kind of do a, a grab bag of, of what what's the phrase? Nuggets. Nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> of nuggets. I don't know that we've heard or seen Christy described as a big mouth before. Have
0: we? Well, she's they definitely talk about how her mouth gets her in trouble and she's allowed to. Yeah, mouth, they
1: use right? exactly the the phrase big mouth in this book, okay. which I thought was kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure.
1: And I that's a a term that there's a lot of kind of like discourse around. It's sort of sexist connotations typically, right? That there's a lot of like internet trolling is about telling women to like shut their mouths, right? And that that mm-hmm. there's like an a, association with like se- women who transgress Um, like sexual purity and big mouthness right and that that, that often Mm -hmm. that's like Mm -hmm. the shutting of a mouth is typically associated with a slur like slut or whore or something like that Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of interesting that I think similarly to tomboy Right, mm-hmm. there's. It's a term that gets kind of used benignly as a mm-hmm. descriptor that that actually has some kind of like really problematic social social undercurrent. So I thought it was interesting to see that instead of the description, because I feel like we often encounter the description. Right, mm-hmm. like she talks, she says a lot of stuff that gets her into trouble.
0: Right. Right, right. It's right. like, oh, she's a, a fucking bit. big mouth. Yeah. 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 Well, and that goes along with, I mean, I think it's loaded in the same way, not in the exact same way, but it's loaded similarly to how bossy is loaded, right? It's yeah. Like no mm-hmm. one calls a man bossy ever. Right, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Logan doesn't have a big mouth, even though he won't shut up in this book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of my notes was just, ugh, marriage. <laughs> okay. They're in the conversation in the classroom when the boys are like, no homo, no homo. There is a, a a character called Erica Bloomberg who says Mm -hmm. that we aren't property because one of the guys is like, there are no Mm -hmm. girls left. And she's like, Mm -hmm. excuse you, we are not property. And then I died that she uses the word commodity and another kid goes, does she mean condiment? And I was like, (laughs) LOL. Okay. First of all, what the fuck does Erica Bloomberg think a commodity is? That's hilarious. Because she like associates it with like um, utilities, Mm -hmm. like water and gas or whatever. Not like a, necessarily a commodity in the kind of marxist uh terms which i thought was really funny because it both apply and i just love that another kid was like surely she must be talking about condiments but like what does condiment have to do with like there not being any girls left i love it
0: well and that kid is shauna riverson who was the oh who gets wants a divorce and also cheats off of claudia in that other
1: oh oh whoa whoa yeah okay yikes uh through line as a dum-dum There is a part to just back to the uh, marriage bullet point where Marianne repeatedly refers to having babies as just like part of marriage, which I, you know, again, we've talked about a lot on this podcast, that kind of like the compulsory reproductive heteronormative structure. But I was like, damn, she's really hammering that in that that's the presumptive relationship between marriage and and children. Logan likes the name Sally for an egg. Mm -hmm. That just struck me as weird. Thoughts, (laughs) Thoughts, <laughs> sally is it like is that a southern
2: thing i don't know i don't get it
0: uh-huh. I, I mean i didn't have any thoughts on it one way or tether.
2: Mm-hmm. it's like a, what's like a more southern name like like dolly billy sue?
1: i don't know
2: billy sue <laughs> yeah esme's secret name if she wants
1: to name her next child no it was um, the
0: softball tournament june played in last weekend was called
1: oh my god that's so funny Um, I also thought it was really funny that Logan doesn't want the guys in their class to know that their fake living situation and their fake marriage where they raise their fake egg baby is that they're living at Marianne's house with uh, Don, Richard, and Sharon.
2: I know, because he's the husband, so
1: they should live at his house. They they should live at his house. So (laughs) funny. That's a really good point. There's a chapter at the Pike's house again where one of, I think, the triplets is saying that like some choi- chores are girls' work and some chores are boys' work. And Mallory goes, there's no such thing. But if there were, it would be called women's work, which I loved, right? Because a mm-hmm. that was sort of like – and we've talked about this on the podcast previously too. Like That was sort of a rallying cra- point around things, efforts like wages for housework and stuff like that, which was like demanding that work that women do that's unrename- unrenumerated and that sustains the capitalist economy – is work, right? It's kind of one prong of the political demand, right? To Uh recognize it as work and then to demand thus that it be compensated appropriately. Um, So I love that Mao is like, no such thing, but if it were, it's, it's women's work, capital W, capital W, right? And like recognize it as so and- um, you know, let it let that serve as a sort of social uh, commentary rather than as an inevitable kind of given natural fixed. Yeah. Phenomena. I think
0: Mallory's officer office in the club should be chief feminist instead of junior officer.
1: I agree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, I also love that Dawn said she doesn't want to change her name if she got married.
0: <laughs> I thought <laughs> I was you were like, excited.
1: <laughs> Very good. One one Dawn thing I can finally get behind. <laughs> and this has nothing to do with politics or capitalism or anything but i laughed so hard when in the spear schaefer household the phone rings and like no one wants to get it and marianne's like you know they're arguing and don's like it could be something really important maybe somebody died and left us an island is what the thing that she says which i was just like that is so funny and so weird like what if someone died and left you an island and you didn't answer the phone
0: yeah um, I feel like that thing—that is how we can tell this is a legit Anna Martin book. It's yeah, like just the like very random stuff like that. It's so Throwaway good.
1: stuff. Yeah. Um, also, the f- family with the twins mm-hmm. uses cloth Still. diapers. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: they do. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, those are all my nuggets. <laughs> there is also <laughs> like a degradable plastic bag. I oh believe. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: said plastic mm-hmm. bag parentheses degradable degradable yeah 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 -hmm. Yeah. I was like okay
1: Anna Martin's getting with the the Mm -hmm. ecological sensibility great great Mm
0: -hmm. yeah Yeah. I loved that a I like I mean I think that's the other way you tell it's an Anna Martin book is that people like Sean Riverson was there the Salem family from Christy and the baby parade or whatever came back around like they're they're like bringing or Mother's Day surprise I don't remember when they met the babies um but (laughs) um but having yeah it must have been baby parade no, when are they babysitting? When are they taking the baby care class?
1: I don't remember. I think it's the baby grade. Remember because they took a baby care class and then they put oh, a bunch of infants on a float. Babies. Yeah, must yeah. be baby
0: grade. Anyway, I liked I like when those threads come. I was like, oh yes, more more Stony Brookites that we are familiar with. So <laughs> um well, so I was very interested in this. I mean, obviously this egg baby thing in like sex ed or um health classes or home economics classes is a is a trope, right? Did and you it, have to do that? No. I never okay. did it. Yeah. Did you did you have any no, Anne and I didn't either. But but I certainly heard about it a lot. And I hope I hope Anne will be talking a little bit about times in pop culture when this has come up because this is not the only time I have Experienced this plot Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i do think this is the time i think this is probably the first time i really experienced this plot because i didn't remember having read this book and then it really flooded back to me Mm -hmm. when i read it um i was like oh yeah this is like everything i know about projects like these which are a cultural trope and then i was like is it just a cultural trope or is this something that like many schools do and Mm -hmm. if schools do it does it like work like and, and what is what is the dependent variable? Like, what are we trying to do? Mm -hmm. So um, I started with the psychology literature and I really couldn't find anything. I think I also did not know what search terms to do. I was like, egg baby. And then I would find stuff about like fertility treatments and like depression with infertility. And then I was like, quote, egg, quote, egg, (laughs) like, like try. I don't know. I tried a lot of things and I couldn't find anything. So finally, I just started it with Google. And um, there's a great, NPR education series called tools of the trade that um, goes back and looks at like things that people remember from growing up that we may or may not use anymore in school. So like they did a thing about the presidential fitness test, Mm. um, which if anybody's interested in that really great episode of maintenance phase uh, about that and the slide rule, and they did one about egg babies. Wow. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So I'll link to the article in our thing but basically there's a couple the first media reference is in 1986 so just a few years before this mm-hmm. there's an organization called education for parenting um that was based in philadelphia that used egg babies at lo- local schools and the idea was to teach kids compassion and responsibility and they still exist today and they also bring actual infants into classrooms so kids can learn about how much care they take and like for kids that don't have younger siblings to see what it's actually like to be around a baby and they they basically are trying to do exactly what um uh, what's this teacher's name in this book who marianne decides she respects what is who's, her name who's really trying to be a little bit too uh mrs boyden you know yeah, I imagine boyden. mrs boyden sitting in her chair with the chair turned backwards you know mm-hmm. leaning on the top like she... in her casual
1: friday jeans <laughs>
0: exactly exactly yeah.
1: and she's like Oh, yeah. It's hard, huh? That was the Mm -hmm. secret lesson with under the lesson all along.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that was the goal. Um, But uh, not surprisingly, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention um, and lots of and lots of uh, church organizations in the 40s and 60s, starting in the 40s and 60s through in that time period, were interested in preventing teen pregnancy.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
0: that was the other kind of undercurrent about this. And there was a steady decrease in teen birth rates for a long time. And then they started to surge again right around when this book came out, between 88 and 91.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: so the that's when many more schools started requiring such a sex ed- education. And rather than this being a thing that was done by nonprofits to like work on compassion and like understanding of very young children, it started to be brought into sex education classes as a like, hey, don't get pregnant. Deterrent. Yeah. (laughs) And so some people actually try to study it as, does this help lower teen pregnancy rates? Um, But, you know, spoiler alert, no good data that I could find about anything. Mm -hmm. The, The president and CEO of the Sexuality Information and Education Council of the U.S., Monica Rodriguez, so don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking the experience, but I think we can't delude ourselves into thinking that one limited interaction can address bigger, larger societal factors that contribute to teen pregnancy rates. Duh. Yeah. You know, it's, but I think it's interesting that the original intent had nothing to do with sex ed. It was about like fragility of life and being nurturing and being careful and, and caring for others more broadly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't think any really good studies have, you know, been able to demonstrate that that is actually happening. Um, you know, it, we, we hear Marianne's anecdotal thing. And I think a, a lot of people who have done a project like this would say like, oh, I really learned from it, but, um, right. I don't think there's been any really, and this is true. Unfortunately, in a lot of education, there's not been like good systematic study of it with like a control group mm-hmm. or anything like that.
2: Mm-hmm. Wait, you know what our, I feel like that was that like our pet thing in the eighth grade. Is oh, that what that's that was? What Wilson was doing. <laughs> I don't know.
0: We all were required to get a pet, like the whole eighth. But grade. with, Everyone but with a like, partner. No, it didn't have to be with a partner. Yeah, I didn't. No, you guys wanted to do it together. I didn't have a partner. Oh,
2: uh, I thought people paired up and had to do it.
0: No, you didn't have to oh. have a partner. Um, you, some of us. As didn't me was have like, I'm gonna be
2: a single parent.
0: Yeah. To my mice, Kirby and Skylar. What were your mm-hmm. lovebirds named again? Ariel and Christian. Oh, right. Ariel (laughs) after the little mermaid and Christian after Christian Slater.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Michelle named them.
0: (laughs) What? The fuck? is (laughs) happening?
1: I'm sorry. Everyone in the eighth grade had to get a pet?
2: It was, that's weird. And we all, like, like they all have their own money and,
1: like, care for it.
0: I I remember there being, like, financial aid available. Like, I think she had a grant or something. So if you couldn't Mm -hmm. get it, but but you could also get something like a hermit crab or, like, a, like, a, Cockroach you still
2: have to keep something. those in a cage yeah. okay yeah, but yeah, this, yeah. they just were in the classroom all year so it's like we were like they were in, in the zoo. classroom yeah well you brought and- them home on the
0: weekend okay mm-hmm. except for one unfortunate person who except for
2: one unfortunate guinea pig what was anyway. her name
0: twix what was her name no twix? it was like Chucka. oh it was Chucka, right Chuk- cause it, cause because because like no, chucka chucka Chucka.
2: yeah but i remember when it died because it was not brought home over the weekend or, like, a Christmas break, all, like, some boys are making fun of it, because, you know, that Ferris Bueller song goes "Chaka Chaka," but they yes. kept on saying that, singing that to her.
0: Yeah, it's not good. Okay. Not good. <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: Oh, you... I also remember Bruce Fevers put two female tarantulas together, because he wanted to make them mate, but he didn't realize that they were the same sex, so they killed each other. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs>
0: Yeah, I do remember that. (laughs) This was in biology class, though. I think Mrs. Wilson just wanted us to observe the animals. Okay. Um, (laughs) Okay, but you said a fake baby. So they do use infant simulators in some of these classes. So, um, But I want you to guess before I tell you, Now they're just called Real Care Baby. But the original name for the Real Care Baby was reflective of the goal of deterring teen pregnancy. And I want you to workshop it here and try to name the baby. And then I'll tell you what it was called.
1: Unplanned fetus. (laughs) (laughs) Like
2: pull out Paul? I don't know.
0: (laughs) 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 Excellent. Okay, Emily, top pull out Paul.
1: (laughs) I can't.
0: <laughs> I am
1: so
2: disturbed right now.
0: Okay, Anne, come on. This is what you do for a living. Give us a couple more names, and then I'll tell you what it was really called.
2: I'm on my period, Mary? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't want to have sex, so you say you're on your period.
1: <laughs> it's a really good name for a big baby. <laughs> but it's, it's pull out, Paul. You don't have to tell uh, us. It's like, we already know. <laughs>
0: okay. it's baby think it over
2: oh <laughs> that's not catchy at all pull up paul's way more catchy
0: <laughs> yeah so baby think it over um now rebranded as the real care baby infant simulator is the world's most advanced infant simulator you guys educators around the world use this unique learning aid to teach early childhood parenting infants lessons and in sex education This smart baby adds meaning and accountability by using wireless programming to track and report on caregiver behaviors. Tracked behaviors include care events, mishandling actions, time in a car seat, as well as clothing changes. Baby includes four sets of curriculum and activity to help instructors create relevant and career-driven learning experiences. So it's basically on a random timer of when it you know cries and needs to eat and needs to be changed and needs to be fed and if you just leave it in its car seat too long you get in trouble for neglect and it all gets recorded and like the data gets sent to your teacher
2: damn that's fucked up
0: (laughs) and it's like weighted to look like a real baby and like the head bobbles around and all that kind of stuff
2: i would not want to do that as a teenager Mm -mm. Mm -mm.
0: and then each baby of course I don't think that you can do this without very big grants. Each baby costs like, well, in 2015, they cost $649 each. Um, Oh. So I bet they're more than that now. Um, On the website, it doesn't give the price. It just says, contact us for more information. Wow. Yeah. So it's a thing that a lot of people do. It's a thing that a lot of people do. um, But it is not a thing that we ever did. And I'm not sure it's doing I'm sure different schools think it's doing different things and I'm not sure it's doing any of the things that people hope that it's doing.
2: Mm-hmm. Couldn't but you just get a, a Tamagotchi? Yeah. Oh, I had one I mean, of those.
0: Oh yeah. You were right in the middle. Did you get a gigapet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was not very into it. I was like, I don't get it. This is boring. Did Aaron you don't want one? to feed your like, I think Aaron had four, a one of them. Your four bit animal. <laughs> no. I think Aaron, I, th- I think I'm remembering this correctly. I think Erin had
2: several and I think she was pretty into it. Yeah.
1: Cool. So it's like, oops, it died.
2: <laughs> oh, well, I guess
1: I'm done with this toy.
2: Yeah. I didn't have one. I was too old, I think.
0: Yeah. We were too old. I didn't come out until we were in college.
2: Did we have any similar toys in our generation?
0: I mean, you had like baby dolls that, you know, peed their pants or their hair grew or whatever, you know, like those kinds of things, but not that like, required something of you
2: right yeah
0: but i think that started before us like that was a big like late boomer trend you know like chatty kathy and all of those different mm-hmm. dolls that did things
2: i don't remember chatty kathy
0: she talked we were we were too we weren't born yet i mean oh, she was okay. a big mouth yeah she was a big mouth <laughs> all right what do you got ann
2: well not pop culture related but i noted that Marianne said in the beginning of the book, I love Jeff, but I hardly ever see him. And I laughed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed, too. I laughed, too. Um, I was poor like, Jeff. yeah, poor Jeff. I noted Don's after school snack, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, I don't know if they made one carrot stick, but it says a carrot stick, mm-hmm. a zucchini stick, a celery stick a radish, a little square tofu, and a small container of uncooked peas. Okay, that's like barely any food. (laughs) That's the thing you take issue with? The volume? Yeah, I mean, that's not I mean, if if there's like a little ranch dressing next to it, that sounds much more satisfying. I noted... Or some hummus, yeah. That would be good. And some crackers. Mm -hmm. I noted that... Who was the babysitting (laughs) charge that uh, had the egg phobia? It was oh, like scared one of the of pap- eggs. Pap- or? No. I forget who it was, but.
0: It, no, it was a new, it was new people. It was new people that Stacy sat for that they had never sat for before. And that's right. why it was. Oh, it's
2: like someone in Chrissy's neighborhood, right? I mean, probably never see her again, but I looked Alicia, up to see.
0: Bobby and Alicia Gianelli.
2: Oh, that's right. So Alicia had a fear of eggs. So I looked up to see if it was a real fear because I was curious. And they call it, Ovophobia. Mm-hmm. People and... are afraid of everything. You guys, it's like porn. Yeah. You but there's a, a very, a very famous person had ovophobia. Guys, want to guess? I'll give you a good hint. Pull out Paul. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that, is, <laughs>
2: what, what, what gender is this person? Uh, male, and he's kind of shaped like an egg. Jonathan Winters. Close, but he's famous. <laughs> he's famous for his silhouette. Oh, uh, oh my God. Why am I blanking
0: on his name? Is it director? Alfred yes, Alfred Hitchcock
2: was afraid of yes. eggs. Yes, and that's it why says, he said the
0: birds. <laughs> I, I have no idea,
2: but um, he's qu- he's quoted as saying, I'm frightened of eggs, that white round thing without any holes. Have you ever seen anything more revolting than an egg yolk breaking and spilling its yellow liquid? I mean, when you put it that way, it kind of seems like a a bit to sell movies
0: yeah i love the way eggs look i don't know what he's talking about at all
2: <laughs> i mean i can see how it could I mean, i'm not afraid of eggs but i can see how it could be like it, it is a weird looking thing don't you think so
0: no but i mean like i said people are afraid of everything
2: well i'd like to hear from our listeners if you have any feelings about eggs you can write us at stuck in at gmail.com um, slash, patreon. <laughs> slash patreon slash patreon Give us money for eggs. I did a little quick look at the Goodreads reviews, which I like to do every so often. People are really hating on Marianne mm. in this. But like as a person? Just like her, her attitude and how like much she sucks. Mm. Um, but this one person says, "I often say, I often say I believe Karen Brewer is the reason I chose not to have kids. But after this book and having reread over fifty regular series and a bunch of specials and mysteries, I think it was the whole series that did it. <laughs> that is brutal and hilarious. Oh yes. my god, it that's so funny! Things. Isn't that oh funny? God. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. um
0: What Goodreads user is that?
2: Her name is Lee. Amazing. Um,
0: <laughs> it's really good.
2: But then, she, I mean, I, her whole review is very, very long.
0: So what, I guess Marianne didn't really bother me in this book. What, what you, you texted us, Anne, in our group chat saying Marianne's being so annoying. I just, like, I thought the book Well, at one point
2: that, she started crying because Logan had the, had the egg, which is a little yeah. bit ridiculous.
0: Yeah. It's suspension of disbelief. I think she got super into it and I think Christy got super into it, but I guess like that's not surprising to me because she's the super sensitive one. And she often has sort of outside.
1: Right. It's not really team. about the egg and it's about Logan. Come on. Mm, it's about Logan. Yeah. Oh. And how much he sucks, but she loves him. I know. Gross.
2: And they talk I... about, no, they just talk about like getting married and stuff, but like how, you know, they want to like go to college first and Logan wants to play baseball.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good luck, Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say, I you know one of the big selling points of Babysitters Club books is is the handwriting at the beginning of the chapters. And then this one, weirdly, at chapter seven, when they name Sammy the egg, mm-hmm. they they put this big S like this. Yeah, is the S they drew on Sammy, and it's in the book, but it's just an S. Um, and I didn't yeah, I didn't get that, that. to be there. Like, I was like, you could have just said, and we drew a big pretty S on her. <laughs> like, this is not that. It's an S. I don't know. <laughs> like,
2: on the yeah, why it's it's interesting they chose to illustrate that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had to make the page limit.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: Just, Anna Martin was like, "I'm not writing one more paragraph. Just put a yeah. big old S." Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: the publisher was like, "No, you didn't meet the limit." She's like, "Fine, S."
2: Oh no, you had asked me to look up in what TV shows or pop culture platforms mm-hmm. the egg trope have been used, and there's a lot. I feel like I've seen it lots
0: of places. The one I remember the most from our childhood was, was it on Head of the Class? Or did I, Mm -hmm. is that like a, oh, It wasn't, yeah. That's not a Mandela effect. That actually
2: happened. That actually happened. (laughs) So I'll just, I'll just like uh, mention, and also in this list of TV shows, they include Bag of Flower in with the egg trope. Sure,
0: sure. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, Okay, so. No
0: no peaches, though?
2: No peaches? Oh, no peaches. (laughs) I thought you were talking about Claudia's aunt for a second. (laughs) Big Bang Theory, Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
0: Oh yeah, I remember the Buffy episode. Okay, how is it on Big Bang Theory? They're adults.
2: It says, when Raj's father tells Raj he's cut off financially, Raj protests that he can learn responsibility some other way. That is taking care of an egg baby for a week.
0: Oh my God. Okay, go
2: on. Um, Let's see, Charmed. Mm. Oh, this is funny. It was an episode of Cheers. Carla challenged Rebecca to take care of an egg. (laughs)
0: fantastic
2: um degrassi junior high i remember this one egbert mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. a pretty famous one um yeah. a different world Um uh, <laughs> really really Hillman. Yep.
0: you could do better it's a college
2: <laughs> yeah everybody hates chris what do we got here hannah montana head of the class let's see i'm skipping over oh rock of love what <laughs> that's really funny do you know that tv show rock of love
1: yeah, it was like Lizzie's favorite TV show when we were in college.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, it says each of the contenders took a baby doll through a roller derby course. Oh my God. The shame <laughs> with the least injuries to the baby one. That's Amazing. fucked up. Amazing. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Seventh Heaven. Mm. Okay. Mm. Um, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, That Seventy Show, Veronica Mars. Oh, yeah, there is a Veronica Mars episode. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So and That's just in TV shows, but it goes, so it
1: spans. You know, the Veronica Mars one is a baby that has, like, it's like the baby you were talking about. Yeah. Baby, take it
0: over.
2: You pull yeah. out, Paul. Pull out. Yeah.
0: Paul. <laughs> Sorry, Anne, you were going to say it spans.
2: Oh, um, I would say that this, like, baby egg trope mm-hmm. spans, like, different like comic strips and literature and all bunch of stuff but i'm just gonna focus on tv i swear that it was on like brady bunch but i'm thinking of the Mm -hmm. episode where the egg was placed on the like traffic cone when Mm -hmm. greg was like trying to learn how to drive Mm -hmm. remember that one
0: yep yep Mm -hmm. sure yeah
2: yeah um (laughs) no (laughs) no did we when when melissa walker was on our show did we talk about
0: i was literally just gonna ask you
2: the Brady Bunch Diary. So Hi. Melissa, who is who is my friend and also was on our podcast, she was so into the Brady Bunch and she watched it every day and she started to notice that they all like had, they, they wore a rotation of the same outfits. Mm-hmm. So every episode, she would like chronicle like what every Brady was wearing and be like, Bobby, red shirt, brown shorts and like draw it. And it's like a whole journal she has.
0: Her BBD, her Brady Bunch her ba- diary.
2: Yeah, Brady Bunch diary. I mean, that's very on brand for Melissa. It's very feel. on
0: brand. I love it so much. I feel that's like it's so
2: like a- weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's Super very weird. weird. Super weird. Yeah. Oh, so and then funny. I loved how uh, Christy and Alan's baby egg, Izzy, became mm-hmm. a card mechanic. He opened a garage in Stanford and Christy makes him promise... To visit every Sunday. Yes,
0: yeah. I I li- I loved Christy and Alan getting along and taking care of Izzy and taking the assignment seriously. I like when Alan rises to the occasion. I think he gets he's he gets vilified, but he was like he just did, did what he needed to do. In the yeah,
2: spot. well, it's interesting. I didn't as we started this episode, and I mentioned how oh, this is Anna Martin's telling everyone not to have a baby, which I didn't really think of until I said it at that moment. But now it all makes sense. Like the you book know. has a different vibe oh, to yeah. it now. Oh yeah. Like she made everyone look kind of silly mm-hmm. to like prove her point.
0: Yeah. Well, um, and especially Marianne's journey, right? Because mm-hmm. it starts out she has the first sitting job for the twins for Ricky and Rose and it's just all idyllic. Like she puts them in their really cute outfits and mm-hmm. they take walk and it's all sunny and they're just being adorable and babbling. And it's like all of the sort of, you know, TV pop culture tropes about babies being cute and none of the challenge of having mm-hmm. twin babies. They're not mm-hmm. even a year old. Right. Um, and so it's kind of like what she pictures it will be. And then, you know, then later on, everything's crazy. And, You know, Ricky's upset. Rose won't sleep. But, you know, she's going Mm -hmm. up and down the stairs and she has to call Logan to come get Sammy because she can't watch the egg and the the real twins at the same Mm
2: -hmm. time. How do you think we would have handled having an egg baby?
0: Like if you and I were partnered? Or, like, individually?
2: Individually. Because
0: <laughs> those are two very different questions.
2: I mean, if I was in the eighth grade, I'd probably be like a Stacy for sure. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> I was going to say, I was going to say, you would have yeah. been Stacy. You would have done it. You were a good student. Yeah. You did what you needed to do. But yeah. I think I would have been really into it. I've always really liked kids. I think I would but I think I would have been more like Christy. I don't think I would have been like weepy about it. Like, yeah, but I don't
2: think like liking kids means you would be like really into this project. It's an egg.
0: I do, but you're not supposed to remember that it's an egg. And it's your baby. Remember Mrs. Boyden. This is where
2: (laughs) I think this is where, yeah, our differences. I'm just like, it's an egg.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, I think not... I would have been in that school as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm Emily. I'm Anne. I'm so cool. No, I don't. I wouldn't have at all. I would have totally thrown myself into it, and it would have been. I would have been very excited to name it. Um, and uh, you know, would have figured. I would have been. And, into- I would. You what would know, I would have named it in eighth grade. In eighth grade, ooh, I can tell you, I would have named it possibly Zoe, possibly Rain <laughs> Rainshine? Oh yeah. I had a big list of baby names in middle school.
1: But there's um, Rainshine. Who was Xavier? your friend from college whose name I really loved? Merrick? No. Nedra? No, no. Nedra.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved her name. Yeah. When I met her, I was like, oh, that's dude, a good name. Like that name. Yeah. I would have decorated my egg. yeah That would have been fun.
0: Me too. Oh, with this NPR article that I'm going to post, there's a picture of like a bunch of different eggs decorated by a a class at a high school in la um so they really do decorate their eggs the way they talk mm. about in the book
2: that's i probably funny. would have been really into decorating it and then i probably would have like over decorated it and, and broken and it. broken it yeah. yeah that's like that's like, like the pike children
1: a... yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: like like Margot, yeah you
1: know, Margot's like i was really attached yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so funny uh, the pikes make fantastic. even something as miserable as having yeah. children fun
0: <laughs> I I do think though that you you guys are, are are a little cooler for school than I am in general but I think eighth graders try to be too cool for school but they're also very earnest and so how, as the as the person on this line who spends the most time with actual eighth graders I think more of them would get there would be fewer stacys than you would think mm-hmm. because also it's it's fun to do a project that is like doing something and not just like Reading or filling out a worksheet or something. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like, so I think that, and then you're all talking about it with each other and you're seeing who's married to who and whose egg looks like what. And like, there's a lot well, of. as like,
2: getting really excited right now, everyone. <laughs> as we's
0: going to go
1: home and <laughs> just.
0: Esme's going to emerge from her
1: recording studio and get an egg out of the fridge <laughs> and say, Gary,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we rain shine. Baby. <laughs> yeah, here. rain shine. Yeah. Meet, your,
1: meet your new child, Rainshine. <laughs> can you please just do that without any context? And text us immediately what he, how he reacts.
0: Unfortunately, I've already <laughs> talked about the book a lot. So there's, there's context he knows. Because I was like, well, give it a now. few
1: days and like it'll make, okay. until he forgets. Yeah.
0: Okay. yeah.
2: <laughs> so there was meet no Rainshine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Rainshine.
0: No. Uh, <laughs> or xavier i was really into the name xavier uh, you're into oh. xavier yeah
2: that's i remember that Rainshine mm-hmm. Rainshine was not a character in spiffy rolled
0: no. no 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 xavier was we'll no. get
2: into that in another episode yeah. <laughs> so there was no candy i feel like there hasn't been any candy in a long time i don't know why
0: yeah what's up we don't, get don't know about junk food it's like it's very I feel like- there like
2: haven't made. been m- many meetings Yeah, I feel like we never get to hear about Claudia anymore, to be honest.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just the last two books have not... Just how exotic she is. Well, speaking of, there was Mm -hmm. one exotic and one almond-shaped in this book, and then one shy and one individual, and that was it. Oh, wait. I
2: actually highlighted Mm. this. It says, no brown hair and brown eyes for her. Oh. (laughs) What color are her eyes? Like, black? Like, no one has black eyes. Her eyes are brown. Jeez. Her, this is her dark like eyes. Almonds. Flashing, flashing. In <laughs> they are eye. called, her dark eyes are almond shaped. Sorry. Yeah. Yikes. That's it we got for, that's all we got for tallies. Yeah. Not much in this book. It, no, no, homos. That was just, no. no. That was,
0: <laughs> that was just, that was editorializing. I
2: wish that could be our weirdest line. No. Homo. Just, <laughs> <laughs> but for weirdest lines, what do you guys, do you guys have any favorites? I'm kind of into the like
1: commodity condiment mix-up, but I, di- I didn't jot down the exact verbiage of it.
0: I um really liked, I think, is it Margot that breaks the egg with the crayon? Is it her? Or is it? Cl- I think it's Margot. And then she says, I had grown attached, um, mm-hmm. which I really liked. <laughs> and then this is the first time that we get Dawn's hair described as the color of sweet corn which i just thought was very funny like often corn silk but that was just weird so i wrote down the color of sweet corn and then i'm not sure who marianne was talking about in this moment but oh it was um mrs salem when she goes to babysit on the bad day when mrs salem is really exhausted and she says of her she seemed saggy
1: (laughs) oh my god yes i was like yikes like wow. I don't think we want that in our feed, but yeah. it's
2: very good. <laughs>
0: it's just like brutal, man. Yeah.
2: The one line I had, I picked just cuz I thought it would go well with the title of the book is a bad egg sample. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I accept. Yeah, fine. You accept.
0: Good okay. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good so good so what do you guys want a pizza toast to
1: a mysterious death bequeathing us an island
2: (laughs) i mean that would be pretty cool someone just called me up and was like it wasn't even it wasn't even someone i knew who died it was just someone who died someone yeah and left us an island
0: but then how would they leave you an island
2: i don't i'm not a lawyer (laughs) okay as we doesn't want a pizza toast to that no we can
0: we can we can i i don't yeah I, wh- I i just want to say we didn't talk about this but i actually really liked the dramatic class discussion chapter chapter 12 mm-hmm. that starts with sean riverson saying i want a divorce mm-hmm. and then yeah. like they you know they t- this is really when mrs uh boyden turns around her chair when they really like discuss how serious this is after logan and marianne try to go to the movie with sammy and almost lose her in the movie theater and all of this stuff and so
1: i don't understand yeah. how the eggs keep falling out of their receptacles
0: right. i know jumping yeah
1: <laughs> like Actually, are they just on yeah. the ground i don't get is—is is is there it's... like a hole in the bottom of your egg <laughs> basket <laughs> like <laughs> 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 what's wrong with you
0: <laughs> yeah it's true yeah kevin and kathy lost their baby forever oh no angela and, and kevin's the baby cat Ka- Kathy's the baby. Kendalyn, the baby. <laughs> I mean, wait, the baby. who's the baby? He's thirteen. Kathy, their baby Kathy. Oh, it wasn't funny. It's just, I, I just, you know, the dead seriousness. It's of it, yeah, is really, is really funny to me, and really, really, really well done, but also funny. It's like I think we nice should
1: pizza toast to pull out Paul.
0: <laughs> is that who's gonna leave us the island? <laughs> <laughs> you damn straight. Okay. Pizza toast to pull out, Paul. <laughs> to You're Paul. here. Paul. <laughs> this
1: episode of Stuck in Stony Brook is now adjourned.
0: <laughs> Thank you to Anna and Martin for everything. Stuck in Stony Brook is edited by Emily Crandall. Theme song written and recorded by Gary Schaller, performed by the band Kid Kit. You can follow us on Instagram at Stuck in Stony Brook, or find us on our website, stuckin'stonybrook.com. Need some books that we mentioned? Buy them from our bookshop and support both a local independent bookstore and your favorite series literature analysis podcast. Find us at bookshop.org slash shop slash stuck in Stony Lastly, if you're feeling dibly generous and you want to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, that would be super helpful. You're the best friends a girl could ask for.